0: Hello, everybody. This is Greg Kuhn, your Intentional Manifesting Coach, and I'm welcoming you back to another episode of my podcast slash vodcast series called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life, in which I'm walking you through the latest use of my belief-raising process. My belief-raising process is front and center in my intentional manifesting coaching practice and it's also a huge part of just about every one of the nine books that i've written now an intentional manifesting coach i teach you how to manifest better versions of reality in the most important parts of your lives the the important parts of your life where you Really want to have better versions of reality. And I teach you to do it in a scientific way, but it's not rocket science. I know you can do it. I've seen so many people do it. I've coached so many people to do it. I've heard from so many people who have grown their beliefs into alignment with their desires. And in so doing, have been able to manifest better versions of reality in some of the most important parts of their life. This particular uh, series on Manifest the Big Stuff is about me growing my beliefs about the statement, I am God, which is something that I was told by the gifted spiritual teacher and channeler, Franco Romero, uh, last spring. I realized that although I believed what he said, and certainly I knew that he wasn't telling me that I was the one almighty God as written about in religious texts. Well, I knew what he said was true. I write about what he says. I talk about what he said. But I also knew that I wanted to grow my beliefs surrounding that statement. So I put to use my belief-raising process. My belief-raising process takes advantage of, and if you're uh, listening to this instead of watching, I'm holding up my emotional reference chart, which is an ascending list of emotional states that I based on Abraham, Lick, Abraham Hicks' emotional guidance chart. The process to grow our beliefs into alignment is actually very straightforward and kind of simple. The first thing you do is write about how you really feel about something. And after you do that, you find the emotional perspective that best matches what you wrote. In my case, When I first wrote about how I really felt about the statement, I am God, I realized that I was at emotional perspective number 16, which is worry and nervousness. I was worried about it, and I was nervous about it. And if you've been participating in this Manifest the Big Stuff series, you've heard me talk about each writing session that I've done, as well as how I have lived my way into each new emotional perspective, because that's the way this belief-raising process works. Very simple. All you do after you've identified your starting point on the emotional reference chart is you look at the very next emotional perspective on the chart, which in this case for me, when I began, was frustration and aggravation. Now, all I do then is I ask myself my writing prompts. What would my life look like and how would it work for me to feel frustrated and aggravated about the statement, I am God, rather than worried and nervous? Each tick up the emotional reference chart is so slight, it's so minor, that your subconscious goes along on the ride with you. And that's the beauty of this process. After you write your way into the new emotional perspective, then you simply live your way into that new emotional perspective. You live and manifest this part of your life according to the writing you've just done. The improvements are real. Each new emotional state is slightly more empowering. It is slightly more aligned with your desires. And it is engaging you in your own solutions a little bit more. It's a little more proactive, but not a quantum leap. It is not such a leap that your subconscious recognizes the emotional dishonesty of prototypical positive affirmations. It recognizes that you're being emotionally honest with it, and it's okay with the slight improvements because of that. Over the course of time, it's all but assured, you're going to write And then live your way all the way up to the highest emotional perspective of love and ecstasy. And you will be manifesting this part of your life in a way that authentically elicits love and ecstasy one step at a time. Because the beauty of this process is that your beliefs grow with each step up the emotional reference chart. So, last month in this series, I shared with you my writings regarding uh, the statement, I am God, from the perspective of introspection and contemplation, and I lived my way into that perspective. This month, I'm going to share with you my writings around the emotional perspective of acceptance and peace. Acceptance and peace, that's the 10th emotional perspective on my emotional reference chart. And, of course, it's also the first one that we could say is explicitly a positive emotion. Moving up from introspection and contemplation. Let me share with you the writing that I did on acceptance and peace. Now, I want to say that when I journal to work my belief-raising process, I practice free-form writing. That means that I ask myself the writing prompt. By saying, okay, what would this part of my life look like? How would it work? How would it work for me? Were I to be experiencing or were it to be eliciting these emotions? All right. Free form journaling means that I don't censor anything. I don't write what I think I ought to write. I don't write How I think I should feel about it. I don't write with any thoughts about anyone else ever reading or grading what I'm writing. I let out what's in there. I let it flow. I let it flow onto the paper. I treat my pen like it's a conduit for whatever's inside me following that writing prompt. And of course, I do always look up the definitions of the emotional perspectives, which I instruct you to do as well. And that's a big help when writing about these new emotional perspectives. So, let me read you what I wrote now. Starting with the definitions. The definition of acceptance is the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. And also, The action of being received as adequate or suitable, typically to be admitted into a group. Now, I will tell you right off the bat, that definition was a rock star. For me to see that acceptance means the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered, that was big. I hadn't thought of acceptance in that way before. And it'll come into play in my writing. The definition of peace is freedom from disturbance and tranquility. Okay. I've got my two definitions. I'm going to use them to guide my writing. And I've got my writing prompt. What would... I am God, as a true statement, look like and feel like and how would it work for me to be experiencing and feeling acceptance and peace surrounding that? And that's what I'm attempting to write myself into. So let's listen to uh, what I wrote. I'm not chomping at the bit to do this based on my questions about it. Namely, do I have to surrender the good stuff, the constructs that work for me and make my life successful, fun, and fulfilling? I don't know that that's required. It doesn't seem like it has to be, but I don't know for sure. Those questions are important because I don't want to surrender myself. Which means I do identify with the constructs. Losing the constructs, any of them, whether they work for me or hurt me, is losing myself at this point. And yet, it doesn't make sense that I could keep some while walking away from others. Maybe I truly don't understand what it means to move towards my inner child my light, love, my inner world. Maybe I don't understand what it means to see through constructs and still exist here as a successful, happy human. And certainly, I don't understand what it's like to live with constructs, if that's even possible, nor if that's even necessary. Bottom line is that I'm not at an emotional perspective where I can see and understand this in a way that's encouraging, let alone makes sense. Fortunately, all I'm tasked with here right now at this perspective is to consent to receive and undertake this journey. It's peaceful to embrace that I don't have to know all about this journey from here that I don't need to know what will happen and how it will work. That's not even something I'd want to put together from acceptance and peace, not when higher perspectives are ahead. Do I consent to receive these instructions? Do I consent to undertake reunion with my inner child? Those are the questions here at acceptance and peace which actually do make me feel at peace to not have to know all about it and how it will occur. To allow myself to receive the love, mastering duality, for me, requires me to become much more familiar with my inner world. Mastering duality Doesn't mean perfection. Duality erases the possibility of perfection because it creates distance and time. Mastering duality allows you to manifest and engage with reality. Growing your ability to do that is as much an inward journey, if not more so, than an outward one. It makes your life better right now to master duality. You can experience the success, joy, and fulfillment possible for you right now with it. And mastering duality reveals fruitful pathways to your inner self, the love, the light you really are. What parts of my constructs are standing between me and my true self, my light? I know there are some between us because I can feel their shadows. They cast painful shadows. They cast painful feelings as their shadows. Do I have to give up the good with the bad to go toward my true self? Nope. I'll just have fewer things blocking the light mastering duality helps you understand that there are things blocking the light incapable beliefs and inadequate engagement and it helps you get rid of them by replacing them what common characteristics do we find in parts of reality where our light is least obscured by parts of our constructs that don't serve us well Formative evaluations, not summative ones. No ultimatums, just learning, growing, and change. Using feelings as feedback after processing them. Being fulfilled by my efforts, even before my achievements. This is cool. Okay, I will undertake this journey to my inner child, my inner light, to love. Why not is the last thing I wrote. And as you heard from that writing session, those definitions proved incredibly handy, which is very often the case when working this belief-raising process. Looking up the definitions before writing about them is incredibly helpful in identifying ways of seeing not only the emotional state, but myself and the world around me. So to see this uh, emotional perspective as one where I am agreeing to receive something, acceptance was huge and came through in my writing. It was pivotal in helping me ease into this new perspective. It took so much pressure off of me. In fact, it started to make manifesting this part of my life much more fulfilling because I could truly see for the first time that this was going to be an inward journey. a completely Inward journey. And while I knew that logically before I ever started working the belief raising process again, there's a real difference between intellectually understanding something and knowing something through practice, knowing something in the core of our being. It's the difference between pitching a tent and building a house. And when we work the belief-raising process, we're building a house in each new emotional perspective. And in this case, as you heard in my writing, some very pivotal things emerged. I talk daily and reference daily the obstruction metaphor. That's a keeper. And it came out of this writing the idea that who and what we really are is light and love or God. And anything that stands in the way of that being reflected back to me by the reality that my beliefs are manifesting, anything standing in the way is nothing more than an incapable belief. An incapable belief that I inherited from my caregivers who had the best of intentions and are incredibly gifted people, incredibly accomplished and loving people, but like everyone else were human and did pass along to me beliefs that now prove themselves to be incapable as an adult. Because it is our beliefs that manifest our reality. In the previous emotional perspective writing, in last month's episode, November, I was struggling with that question. Will I have to give up everything that makes me me? Because I like a lot of what makes me me. This writing session gave me the answer. And I loved that answer. No, I'm not surrendering who and what I am during this time that I've been gifted here in this wonderful space 4 dimensional space time that we call earth, the universe, life. I love this. I don't want to stop doing this. Yet I want more of the inner light of who and what I really am. The light of love. To be part of my life and to manifest my life. And to do that, as this writing revealed, all I need to do is to remove and replace the obstructions that are casting shadows of pain. Those obstructions are my incapable beliefs. And once you know it? I learned that. I learned that changing my beliefs is the pathway to love and ecstasy regarding I am God by changing my beliefs. (laughs) It always works that way. Now, I was not where I wanted to be long term regarding the statement "I am God." I my goal was to reach love and ecstasy, of course. However, couldn't reach love and ecstasy without first building a house at acceptance and peace. And I appreciate you coming along with me on that journey. I hope that by sharing it, I'm encouraging you to use my belief raising process, or maybe use it again. You know, it's always time. There's always room for more love and joy and fulfillment, no matter how successful and happy we are in any part of our life. Next month, we will get into the emotional perspective of interest and inquisitiveness, and I can't wait to share with you what came out of that. In the meantime, please, keep learning, growing, and changing. Keep believing. Keep manifesting. I will do.